The views, ideas, and content of Wellseekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Wellseekers. Hey guys, welcome to Wellseekers. I'm Lucia, and this is a show about forming a better relationship with yourself and others in simple and accessible ways to live life well. We're going to break things down in a simple and informative way and a fun way here at Wellseekers. Today's show is all about something called myofascial release, which there's some other people in this room. I'm going to introduce them. You can't see them, but you will. I promise someday soon. Giovanna is over there. She's waving her hand. She's beautiful. So you're going to want to see her, gentlemen, ladies too, maybe, um, sometime in the future. She's Italian, so I extra love her. Jason, equally as handsome in his own right. He's, (laughs) Giovanna says no. Jason is amazing and he's running our cameras. So you guys will meet them at a later episode. So today's show is all about something called myofascial release, which is something I was introduced to last summer when I had intense back problems. I actually was a division one athlete and I had hurt my back during that time. And that really never went away. And my chiropractor suggested something getting a massage technique called myofascial release. And what it is, is a theory that there's actually emotional memories trapped in your fascia. And I'm going to have someone much smarter than me come on the show and break this all down. His name is Zeke Spooner. He's a licensed massage therapist. He's also a TA at the Connecticut Center for Massage Therapy. And he's going to come back and explain what myofascial release is, why if you have any muscle pains or any discomfort, you may want to know what it is and all the details in between. So come back and join us in just a minute right here on Wellseekers. You're listening to Wellseekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. We're already friends, so let's make it official. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wellseekers. And we are back on Wellseekers with our guest, Zeke Spooner. Zeke, thank you so much for thank being you. with us. Thank you for having me. So, licensed massage therapist, TA at the Connecticut Center for Massage Therapy, any other credentials you want to mention? I don't know if pond cleaning really uh, has to do with any of that. (laughs) An amazing pond cleaner, if anyone needs their pond cleaned. Um, No, I think that's a crucial detail. (laughs) But what I should have also mentioned is that one of your specialties is something called myofascial release. That is correct, yes. So can you help break it down for us? Because I know when I hurt my knee and my chiropractor recommended it, um, she said that it had something to do with emotional memories getting trapped in our fascia. So for people listening, can you break it down in, in a simple, accessible way? Definitely. So I think the first thing to do is get an understanding of what fascia is. When you think of massage therapy, you think of the 518 muscles in the body. But I don't. I just think of taking a nap. Okay, so <laughs> there's also that. Think of. But <laughs> um, okay, there's 518 muscles in the body. Correct. We just um, learned something else, but exactly. that's amazing. Um, but all of those muscles actually exist in a mold of fascia, which is your connective tissue. It wraps around all your bones, all your organs, all your muscles. It's the uh, One of the best quotes I've ever heard is that fascia is the mold into which your muscles are poured. So interesting. So let's just, can we take one muscle as an example, just to break it down? Because I feel like people may get overwhelmed with just the whole thought. So like, let's say that we have like an arm muscle. Okay. So let's say, uh, let's take your bicep. You're nice. uh, Everyone wants a good bicep. And uh, (laughs) that bicep is, you know, that can get very cranky from enough, uh, you know. From too much lifting. Too much lifting. Exactly. Um, 
that muscle is sometimes not tight because of the repetitive motion of using it, but because the environment into which it's poured, uh, the fascia, has kind of constricted around it and held it in a place that it doesn't want to be. Mm, so it's not actually the muscle, it's the container holding the muscle. Correct. Okay. Because if you're in a an, an environment that's full of adhesions, you can't really grow and, and be your normal you know, resting length. So with myofascial release, you're actually working on the container, not the muscle. Correct. So the theory that, because I was reading about it, and I, was, I think it was the journal, I'm just going to look, the Journal of Body Work was talking about the theory and how it's extremely controversial, the thought that you can hold an emotion in that container. So what are your thoughts on that? And what are the emotions that we can hold in our fascia? Well, so, I mean, fascia is something that exists from, you know, before we're even born, and because it wraps around everything, it is our uh, kind of, it's a defining structure. So it's holding every experience from before we're even out in the world. Um, so it could hold an actual physical experience of that time you, um, you know, were a first class rower and hurt your back. And it yeah. could also hold, you know, the memory of, you know, when your first boyfriend broke up with you over text. So your fascia can hold the pain, the emotional pain that happens. Exactly. Which that did not happen to me. My first boyfriend did not break up with me over text. Well, then, it was in person. Well, okay. So <laughs> it's not kidding. quite as bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, but when we have emotional memories, they actually get trapped in that fascia. They certainly can. Okay. So, because to like full disclosure, I think what my chiropractor was saying, because I had just gone through a divorce and she was mm -hmm. saying, I think that the trauma, the emotional trauma from your divorce is trapped in your back muscles, essentially. And there, there is a way to massage that out. So <laughs> is there a way, do you believe? I personally do. Um, myofascial okay. release can be done in a whole lot of different ways. Some of them have more of an energetic or emotional component, and some of them are more, um, you know, more of a sports massage technique that's working on the structural. Could you give us the basic because you said that there's a variety of different ways. Right. Can you give us the basic techniques for myofascial release? So what it what it's about is, uh, because fascia is very superficial, the technique usually seems a lot more subtle in nature. I like to think of it as when I put my hands on the body, I'm letting them stick on like a vacuum seal. And then I'm not really putting my will on the muscles. I'm not like trying to strip the fibers of a muscle I'm just listening with my hands um, and allowing the body to do its own self-correction. So that's what you do. That's your technique. Correct. Okay. So this more sports-oriented myofascial release, what would that be? That like? might be more of a, you know, still not, you know, the idea of working with the muscle fibers, but cheering across any sort of uh, adhesions that are felt. Um, so applying a little bit more elbow grease. So can you actually feel adhesions in the fascia as a massage therapist when you're massaging a client? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yes. So what does that feel like as opposed to just like a knot in the muscle? You know, it, um, it really depends, you know, because adhesions can take all shapes and forms. So sometimes it's just the quality of the tissue feels different. You feel kind of a stickiness. Sometimes it's a like a ball of yarn that's all twisted. It, it really, it depends. So do you think that my chiropractor felt something and that's why she said, you clearly need to go get myofascial release? Is it's, that It's quite possible. Okay. Um, so are those the two major types, more of an energetic moving and then more of a compression moving? Uh, I would say so. I mean, you know, someone could argue with me on that, but as okay. far as I'm aware, um, okay. that tends to be... 
So when I, camps. when I go to a massage therapist, is this something that you're already doing or is this something that I need to go to my massage therapist and say, listen, I just went through a trauma of, of some sort. And is it emotional trauma only or can it be something that is a physical trauma? It can definitely be a physical trauma. I find it very effective with um, like post-operative care or scar tissue. Mm. So, What are the, since you brought it up, what are the major things that you do think it's effective for? Divorce. <laughs> Absolutely. So that one. And we mentioned text breakups. Very helpful okay. for that. Uh, <laughs> surgery. Like, you heard it here first. <laughs> text breakups and divorce. But no, joking aside, emotional trauma. Correct. Such as sudden relationship ends or or divorce, which is an emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay. So or, emotional traumas. Yeah. So like, you know, continuing with that emotional trauma, you know, the loss of a loved one, grief, yeah. um, any sort of abuse type issue. Uh, because myofascial release is a much more subtle modality, it doesn't feel as invasive as uh, certain techniques might. And therefore, it's a little easier to get your guard down and just allow the work to happen. So PTSD... I would say so, yeah. ...is probably something that could be benefited from uh, myofascial release. Absolutely. So, question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is this so controversial then? If this is something that... I mean, I did some of the research and there was data that this actually does work. This Mm -hmm. isn't just something saying there's, you know, oh yeah, if you massage a certain way, you're going to work out an emotion. Um, There was theories behind it, which you probably know better than I, but why is this such a controversial topic, whether it works or not? And what have you seen the results be with some of your clients? So I think that uh, why it gets a bit of controversy. I mean, obviously all massage techniques, they're a little hard to get the empirical evidence for. Yeah. Um, but with myofascial release, because it it doesn't feel like you're really getting down to the nitty gritty. And a lot of people have this uh, philosophy of no pain, no gain. If it doesn't hurt, it's not working. There was a story that I was reading about because I've definitely had strange massage moments, which I'm going to ask you about in a little bit. Um, but do you want have you had strange massage moments? No, she hasn't. Well, I'll tell you about mine. What do you say? You want to know my strange massage? I've had. A, I have some questions for you, just in massage in general that that we'll get to. Um, but there was a case that I was reading about where someone had some sort. I'm not. It was a trauma. I'm not sure if it was mm-hmm. sexual trauma or not, but they were saying that it sort of eased the trauma out of their fascia, um, mm-hmm. and they had an emotional ease. They were crying. Uh, is this something that typical results, or do you not even know that you're you're changing your emotional trauma in, in your muscles? Does that make sense? Uh, it does. So it really depends. Um, I would never go into a session seeking to get an emotional release. That sounds like a really kind of scuzzy agenda to have. Yeah. Uh, my goal is, you know, especially if someone's coming to me with some sort of traumatic issue, would be to allow them to find comfort in their own body. And if part of that comfort is to kind of cry out the bad juju that they've been holding onto, then that's great. Like, I don't want to bring something to the surface that's going to cause them more harm. Uh, but if it helps in their healing process, then I'm all for holding the space for them to do that. That's a beautiful, seriously, that's a beautiful philosophy and one that I hope all massage therapists have. I don't feel like there's such a wide range of massage therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, And before I launch into my experience, just to keep on the topic (laughs) of myofascial release. So is this something that we can ask for? Because I know that in, it's interesting where I go now, we Mm -hmm. have a friend in common, Mm -hmm. Mitzi, Mitzi Young. We'll give her a shout out. She's fantastic. She's she's incredible. The best. Um, (laughs) The second best. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just just kidding, Mitzi. No, she really, she's so talented. And I feel like I read in the description of the massage that she does, she does do some myofascial release, right? Correct. So 
is this something that most people do and we just don't know it? Or is it something that we should, if, if someone does have some sort of trauma or they feel like they have reoccurring pain, maybe it's a, a tension headache. I read that headaches, tension mm-hmm. headaches were good for mouth fascial release or some sort of trauma. Do you bring this to your massage therapist and say, listen, I'm experiencing tension headaches or chronic back pain. And I think that it's correlated to some, some sort of emotional mm-hmm. response. What can you do about it? Right. So a lot, I mean, depending on where the massage therapist got their training, most people are given, you know, a day or two to experience myofascial release. And then um, either they really gel with it when they're, you know, like my students will either really gel with it or want nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, but the people who really gel with it, um, they're going to continue to seek it out. There are a lot of continuing ed workshops for myofascial release. Um, so it's it's definitely one of those. If you think that it's a technique that would be beneficial for what you're experiencing, you know, ask your therapist, is this something that you do a lot of? And, you know, if not, is there someone that you could recommend who does? Do you have a specific case, and I know you can't name names, but just in maybe a general vague way, um, where it had has been incredibly super, super helpful, whether it's post-operative or a trauma or PTSD? Oh, yeah, I have a, a few. Um, I Can guess you give I'll, us, yeah, one of your highlights? One of my highlights would be I had a client once who had a Chaotic malformation, which means that the, yeah, science. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what that means is they had an issue in their neck. The discs of C1 and C2 had to be shaved uh, because of uh, pain and whatnot. Uh, Just It was structurally not made correctly. And so she had had the surgery, uh, had a big honking scar down the back of her neck, had never had it worked on. And we had a massage session once. I worked on her for an hour, working from the neck up, uh, both sides, and at the end of the session, she told me, I feel muscles in my face that I haven't felt in 20 years. Oh, just one session? Just one session. How many sessions, if you do get myofascial release, I'm guessing it's variable, right? Definitely. To see results. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, one session will, I mean, with any type of massage, one session will kind of give you that that start of, oh, hey, there's that kinesthetic awareness. You know, sometimes there's a, a groundbreaking experience. Um, but really, the more you receive, the longer those effects last, the um, the more you're able to kind of get your body back where it needs to be um, and kind of prevent any further issues. So if you're experiencing anything like PTSD or emotional trauma or even chronic headaches or post-operative or anything like that, mm-hmm. this is something that I would highly suggest I've gotten it done. It is incredible. Um, You talk to your massage therapist about. Absolutely. So I have a few other questions just about massage in general before Mm -hmm. we let you go. And if anyone in the room has massage questions, you can throw them out to Zeke um, as well. But first question is, since we are all about simple and accessible here, Mm -hmm. if someone can't afford just the time to get a massage or the money to get a massage because it can be pricey, Mm -hmm. are there any self-massage techniques that you could give us? Maybe not myofascial because that seems more specialized, but just generalized massage techniques. Um, Yeah. I mean, um, so one thing that I will do, and I'll I'll show this to my students or to my clients as kind of uh, a homework is, you know, the, the whole idea is to build your own kinesthetic awareness uh, because it's so easy to go about Body your, awareness, just in case. Uh, right, yeah. body awareness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because so many of us go through our days with our blinders on, you know, we've got uh, a list of things to do that's like this long and we don't have time to really check in with our body and feel what it's feeling until it's feeling so much that we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, so what I would recommend, you know, if you have, a, let's say that bicep is sore that we were talking about earlier, 
The spice. The spice. These guns. <laughs> um, let's say the that needs it's... some work. Some work. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I mentioned how with my technique, I kind of vacuum seal onto that and then just listen. So I would place my hand on that area that was sore, hold it, and then just wait. And then you you want to like sink down and just kind of breathe into it and allow yourself to feel. Um, and you might not feel much at all because, like I said, subtle technique. But as you continue to just kind of sit there and just some try it with you, yeah, you kind of sit there and after a while you're like, why am I doing this? And once you get past the, why am I just sitting here with my hand on my arm, you might start to feel very subtle shifts, um, possibly like a wave movement or an unwinding. I don't feel anything, but I definitely, I mean, not an unwinding, but I will tell, I mean, there's no pain there. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there and breathing into it, I do feel more connected to my body. Correct. So then I can be, feel the pain more and know where it is. Exactly. And once you have an awareness of where that pain is or uh, whatnot, you kind of, like I said, it's it's all about building that body awareness. Yep. Um, and what I would recommend, you know, you said that you didn't really feel much other than sort of a, a heightened connection, which is fantastic, really you don't want to be feeling pain in your bicep. Right. So heightened connection is great. Um, but when it comes to, you know, wanting to be able to be more effective in your self-care, even just that little meditative act of, you know, compassionate touch for yourself, um, you know, that's where maybe skip a few Starbucks lattes and make a little massage fund so that you can receive, you know, even if it's just one massage. Because, a year. Exactly. Well, yeah. I would recommend if you can, you know, how much do you recommend? So I personally, um, because I like to beat myself up a lot and be a jack of all trades and yeah. clean ponds when I'm not you know, <laughs> doing massage and uh, educating and X, Y, and Z, uh, I receive a massage about once a week. Oh my goodness. Um, it sounds decadent. That's amazing. Yeah, that does. That sounds unreal. That's <laughs> it so does. great. Um, it, because it's important to prioritize your self-care. You want to, you know, you are the vessel that you have. And you have to keep yourself in top working order in order to be able to continue and go out and do your best. Um, so that, as, as much as you can get it is what I'm... As much as you can get it. Um, okay. At the very least, I would recommend once a month. That's kind of your, you know, you take your car for an oil change. Um, and then, you know, more often if you're experiencing some sort of issue, because you want to be able to keep going. Um, if it's really not in the budget, once a season is fantastic, you know. Hey, it's springtime. Time to reward myself. Hey, it's summer. Hey, it's fall. Hey, it's winter. I think that's a great rule. One, mm-hmm. Once a season, if exactly. you can get it done. Um, Zeke Spooner, before we let you go, I just have to ask you a few questions. Do's and don'ts of massage, because I don't think we have time for me to get into all my weird massage stories, <laughs> so we'll have to have you back. Um, but I just remember being so uncomfortable during one massage mm-hmm. and not really knowing like this feels a little weird. Like, I don't want to be here. Can you get up off of the massage table and be like, this is not comfortable. I need to go. Oh, absolutely. So okay. when I first see a client. I felt like I, bad leaving, but yeah. I was paying them and it felt weird. So that felt exactly. wrong too, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you have to always honor where you're at. Okay. Um, so when I have my clients, like the very first time I see them, I have a really lengthy interview, probably because I like to hear myself talk, uh, but also because I want them to know, you know, here's everything that I may or may not do. And here's where you're in control of your session. If I'm doing something that makes you uncomfortable, you can either tell me and I'll change my technique. Or if, you know, you're not ready for the work that I'm doing, we can stop the session and I'm not going to take offense to it because it's all about your healing. It's not about me. So do's, you can leave a massage table Absolutely. if you don't want to be there. Communicate. 
Absolutely. You can even tell them some of your history, even emotional history, mm-hmm. if they want to know. Exactly. Um, try to get one once every season, if not once a month, mm-hmm. and just do the best you can there. Any don'ts that people should know about massage? Uh, so a lot of people, like I, I mentioned, have a no pain, no gain idea of massage. Like it has to hurt to be good. Yeah. You shouldn't be bruised. You, you shouldn't be leaving a you massage You absolutely table shouldn't be bruised. Yeah. And Work can be just as effective without killing you. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's better. It's a good philosophy for life, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so don't go into it thinking that if it doesn't hurt, it's not working. Uh, your body is a self-correcting machine, and it doesn't need to be beaten up further in order to start healing itself. I think that's a great place to leave it. Before we let you go, um, usually... I have little gifts, wellness gifts for people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mail you yours, but we're going to have you pick a wellness fortune. Okay. And it's a little piece of advice we're going to leave you with since you just dropped so much knowledge on to us. What does it say? Okay. It says, you will learn by going where you have to go, but the lesson will always be worth it. Ah, that sounds very enlightened. It does. (laughs) Do you know what that means? Uh, Let's see. You will learn... By going where you have to go. Sometimes it's tough going places. Exactly. But the journey's worth it. Absolutely. That's our gift to you. Well, thank you very (laughs) much. I will take it with me on my uh, journey to the lesson. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Zeke Spooner, licensed massage therapist. Um, He's also a TA at the Connecticut Center for Massage Therapy. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll put all your links, too, on the podcast if people... Do you have... We'll talk about it after. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) We'll let you... We'll connect you to Zeke somehow. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. We'll be right back on Well Seekers. Like this podcast? There's lots more where this came from. Find more shows at wellseekers.com. We want you to join the conversation. Email us at hello at wellseekers.com. And we're back on Well Seekers. Thanks so much again to Zeke Spooner for joining us. A lot of powerful and great information in there about what myofascial release is. And if it's something that interests you, we'll put more links on what it is and um, different places that you can learn about it. But again, always ask your massage therapist or um, you can even call massage therapist if you don't have one and see if it's a technique that they practice in. But the thing that I really took away and the note that I'm making for myself and hopefully you'll make for yourself, is that self-care and taking that time to connect with your body is not only so important, but it can heal so many different aspects of your life that massage isn't just about, you know, feeling good and taking a nap on <laughs> on the table for an hour and listening to music, even though that's one of the amazing benefits that happens during a massage. There's also so much more power behind it, like working through emotional trauma um, and the fascia and the parts of our bodies that store these memories actually can be changed through massage and techniques like this. So if you're suffering from something like PTSD or an emotional trauma, definitely a technique worth exploring. Or as Zeke mentioned, post-operative and so many other ways to get help through myofascial release. If you guys like this podcast and you want to subscribe, make sure you join our RSS feed and there's tons of different ways to get connected on our website, sign up for our newsletter and become a fan of Wellseekers. Until next time, stay well and we'll talk to you soon here on Wellseekers. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Check out more videos, blogs and podcasts at wellseekers.com.